Since 2020, we've seen a lot more families hop in their camper van or convert a bus into a living space for their family and travel around their country or the world. A lot of that we've seen in the States. But Anna Roberts actually had this dream of traveling the States since she was a kid. And her and her family of seven made that happen. They're coming up on two years of living in their bus. She even gave birth in their bus. And they are crossing off all 50 states and doing all of the national parks. And they are just a wonder to follow and learn from. So I hope you enjoy this chat today. Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. Hi, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm a hiking mom in the Canadian Rockies, Mama to Turner, and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick Everly. I'm mom to Collins. We love being outside and exploring between our two homes in Seattle, Washington, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today's Kids Who Explore podcast is sponsored by Keen Footwear, one of our favorite brands for outdoor shoes. Picking the perfect outdoor play shoe has proven to be quite the task from time to time. There are so many features to take into consideration when picking the perfect play shoe, such as being machine washable for those muddy adventures and how well your little one is able to independently put their shoes on and take them off. Keen has endless outdoor play shoe options, such as the Notch Hollow sneaker and the Targi Sport Vent sneaker, and not just for kids, but options for the whole family. To find the perfect outdoor shoe for your next adventure, visit www.keenfootwear.com. That's K-E-E-N footwear.com. Hi, Anna. Thanks for coming on today. You guys have the coolest adventures. So I thought today, instead of doing your bio, you could just start by telling us about you, maybe where you were before having your five children and how it led to where you are today. Okay. Yes. So me, I'm Anna, my husband, Michael, and we have five kids. Elise is 12. Mike is 11. Elijah's eight. Jude is six. And Nora is 18 months. And I'm amazed I got that so fast. Me too. um, (laughs) <laughs> we live on a 40 foot school bus that we converted into like an RV. Michael did all the work himself and we've been traveling the United States trying to hit at least the lower 48, hopefully Alaska and then most of the big 63 national parks. We originally were from Missouri and this has actually been a childhood dream of mine. I never imagined it would be in a school bus. I didn't know that. But when I was pretty young, I had this dream. I would ask my dad on a regular basis. Can we please live in an RV and travel the country? I don't even, I think I came up with it on a, from a TV show or something, but um, yeah. And as the kids got older, it always just felt like I was waiting for the right time. And then I realized there's never really going to be a right time. And they were just getting older, which kind of makes it harder. So I, I just thought we just need to go for it. We just need to do it now. And while they're still all with us and while they're not, you know, involved in so many other activities and friends, you know, as they get older. So that was it. So it was just a stream I had that we finally decided we just need to go for it. (laughs) That is so incredible. Yeah. I did read, was it, you were 10 years old when you first started having this dream? It was somewhere around there. So, so how long have you been on the school bus now? So, okay. We finished and then moved in. It was November 1st, 2020. 
but my husband was still figuring out things with his job. So we didn't go full-time traveling. We were just like still based in Missouri, just taking trips every now and then. It was August of the next year. So we haven't been full-time. We'll be full-time for a year next month. And then November, we'll have been living in it for two years. Wow. Oh my goodness. And you've done 32 of the 50 states so far? Yes. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay. And then I also read you've done 36 of the 63 national parks. So that's the other thing you're trying to hit, right? Yes. Which is way more daunting than I thought it would be. I bet. Awesome. Is there a goal for when you completed all of them? No, originally we said, even, even if we didn't complete the goal, we were, we said, we'll try this for a year and see how it goes and see how we feel. And so we want to keep going in my mind people would be like, well, how long would you do it? And I had like max two to three years, but you know, I don't, that's also not for sure. It's whatever, but we are pretty much, we're going with the flow. So I don't know how long it will take us. I've heard of another family. They did it pretty quickly and took them 18 months to do those national parks, but I don't know because things have changed as we've traveled and we've decided to stop and do some other things or go different places. So it's really fairly up in the air. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you set a specific itinerary for your travels or do you more wing it? Yes and no. I'd say Michael is very much, let's just swing it. And I am very much, I would love a plan for everything. So it ends up being about right in the middle, which I think is, is good though. Cause you really, if you have a plan and you're so stuck to your plan, you're going to probably be disappointed, especially with kids. And then if you wing it, you're probably going to run into lots of problems because you weren't prepared at all. Yeah. So it's a little of both. Like we know what we want to do. We have a good idea of where we're going to go, what we're going to do. And then, but then we try to be flexible when plans need to be changed and we don't get as long somewhere or we need to stay somewhere longer. So yeah, it's in the middle. Okay. And I have a bucket list item on my bucket list to see all 50 states. I'm definitely not doing it to the capacity (laughs) that you are. But I love keeping track on my coloring map and then I have an app for it too. How are you guys keeping track? We have one of those sticker maps that you've probably seen on like the sides of RVs and stuff. We have one of those. And then, so that's the main way. Then I have notes in my phone also that I keep track of both the parks and the states and then just, you know, documenting it on Instagram. Right. So fantastic. What does homeschooling look like for your family on the road? Oh gosh. So we homeschooled before the bus. So jumping into homeschool, like when everyone was like on lockdown for COVID, like it didn't, nothing, not a lot felt different for us. And even getting the bus, because we are already used to that. I think the hardest part, well, doing it in a tinier space. And then when you have just drive days and you can't always have the same schedule every single day, it actually is can be really, really difficult to keep your routine and stay on schedule. So I just took the curriculum that we were using and continued doing it. We've only met one other family so far that does it the way we do, where we have like a set curriculum and we do like all the subjects. We learn a lot on the road, but I don't, I don't rely on it super heavily as our school, even though I love how much we learn and the kids are getting even more of an education. But what is cool is that we take a lot of breaks and we kind of do it year round and we actually do more school in the summer is what we've kind of found this being our first summer to really be doing this 
so like we had a week my sister and her daughter came and visited and so we just didn't do school that week and then we picked up the next week and we had a couple weeks later where we were just moving a lot we were at a park where we were in the park every day and we didn't do school so it's pretty broken up and then we went to Grand Tetons in Yellowstone recently and it was our first time we'd ever been in a national park in the stuff we've always gone during the school year it was so crazy crowded that we we just decided we were going to take the summer and like slow down a little bit and focus on school and like leave the crowds and pick back up when school starts. So that's worked out really well for us. And the kids don't mind it at all because they know what they're getting to do and how many breaks they get. So, and we get done, we start eight or nine in the morning. We're usually done by noon. That's what I think is so dreamy about homeschool is that you can accomplish so much more in such a short period of time. So then you can go out and do all those adventurous things. Yeah, you can, you can do it in such a short amount of time and it's not one size fits all. And like I was saying, I know families that, you know, rely more on their children than the parks are going to, and some that have a curriculum and some that do unschooling and there's so many different ways and you can adjust it to your kid and maybe like more focus more on what they're interested and just spend more time on something they're, they need more time on or move them forward if they're excelling. I just love how it's, it can be adjusted so much based on your child and your family. Yes. Did you have any kind of teaching background or anything like that before having kids or is this a new interest um, for you? So I was actually homeschooled myself. And so I didn't actually know if I would ever homeschool my own kids until I, I, I think I thought maybe I wouldn't until I had my own kids. Then I really started realizing the benefits. Like just as a child, I had so much free time outside, like hours of just free play to just play however I wanted outside, which benefit that had on me. So that was a big reason I wanted to homeschool my kids. And I did, I did start going to school for early childhood education. Okay, so jumping to back to your adventures, where has been your family's favorite place so far? Or do you all have different favorites? The kids mostly all say Joshua Tree, like in a heartbeat, because the climbing there is so great, especially for kids. It's just, they can just, and the whole park is open like there's no like you have to stay on this trail they can just go anywhere so they love that and you can they can scramble all over the place so for that reason they joshua tree is always top of their list they like the everglades because they just love florida i would say oh man my favorite might be yosemite i was pretty in awe of that the views are just it almost seems like not real i think michael might say that too so a lot of the california parks actually blew us away. Grand Teton was pretty cool too. And Glacier, some favorites. Oh, what an experience for your kids and you guys. Because you've been loving all these places, when you choose to quote unquote settle down again somewhere someday, do you think you would change locations or do you think you'd go back to your home in Missouri? Oh yeah. I don't, I really don't know how I could go back to Missouri. Uh, most of our family is there. So that's that's, and you know, we do have, you know, lifelong friends there. So that's what makes us it hard. If didn't have those, you know, relationships and connections, we wouldn't even hesitate. When I, when I was a kid, I always said, as soon as I'm, you know, old enough, I'm going to move to Colorado. That's what I used to say. And then I never did, but it's just, 
it's hard. You can be active anywhere, I believe, but it's harder there. And especially just what we've seen and done. So as we travel, we are looking like looking around, like, would we want to live here? Is this somewhere we want to stay? So I think there's a very good chance that ultimately we will end up somewhere else. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see where that is one day. (laughs) Can you walk us through a standard day in your life? I know there's probably no such thing, but if you were to pick a standard day, what would it look like in terms of, I guess you already explained you to school in the morning, but then what kind of things would you guys be out doing exploring? Yeah, I would say I was saying there's probably different scenarios, whether it's a travel day or whether we're visiting a park, but So let's say we're like boondocking near outside of a park. We would probably get up and I usually do a workout or go on a walk by myself and have some alone time. And Michael stays back and makes breakfast for the kids. Then I would come back and we would do school. Sometimes we both do it. Sometimes just I do it while he works on something that needs to be done on the bus or something or is occupying our littlest one. Usually we'll either eat lunch or take a lunch with us and then spend the rest of the day just exploring at a park. We'll go to the park and explore and go on whatever hike we had planned or if we're going to the visitor center or whatever we're doing. Again, jumping to something that I'm really excited to talk about. My daughter was born at home and I'm planning a home birth for my second. But seeing that your last baby was born on your bus gave me all the feels. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So I had our first in a hospital, but it was with the midwife group and I had a doula there and I had her um, naturally or, you know, without any epidural or anything. So, and I was so close at the end of that to going home birth, but I didn't. And so then the next three, the boys I had all at home. So when then we were done at four kids and in the middle, cause they're all, I had them in six years and then there's a five-year gap between the four and five. And so that was a big surprise. The middle of us converting the bus, you know, we'd already had all the sleeping arrangements figured out, the four bunks. And then this, you know, I got pregnant and we were just like, what are we going to do? Like, can we do this? Is this going to work? This sounds so overwhelming. And we just decided to keep pushing forward, taking it one step at a time. And I was pretty overwhelmed being pregnant because I get pretty sick. And I didn't, I don't feel super comfortable being in a hospital, but I was like, where am I supposed to do this? What do I do? And I had to find a new midwife too, because my midwife had retired. And um, so I just felt super comfortable with the midwife. And she was like, I think you can do it on your bus. And I thought, I think I might, I just don't know. Like it's not even finished. I've never lived on it. So it was really me just knowing like, I love home birth and that's what I want to do. Being a little bit scared of the unknown of at that, not even having lived on the bus. How is this going to work? Is the water going to be hot enough? Are we going to have enough water? Where are we going to be? All of those unknowns. And um, I'm trying to think. So we moved in that no- November 1st and she was born almost exactly two months later, um, January 2nd. So I had two months on the bus before she was born and it, it went super fast. It was like unbelievable unbelievably fast. Michael didn't even get the tub like barely fit in the space we have in the kitchen area. And the midwife showed up like five minutes after she was born. And there was Michael had barely put any water in the pool. But I just love having water births. And I wanted the water so bad that I got it anyway. So we kind of joked that I had a puddle birth. But um, it went so fast, I didn't even have to really worry about the water and the heat and all that. So it was 
it was good. And I was, I was confident, but I did have a little bit of doubts. A lot of my doubts, honestly, though, were because people would ask me all the time, like, are you really going to have her on the bus? You know? And I was just like, you're looking at me like I'm crazy or something. And so that would put some doubts in my mind, but I mean, it's our home and just like any other home, I guess is just a lot smaller. So it worked out well, and I'm really glad we did it. And she's, she's going to have one of the coolest birth stories. So a hundred percent. Yes. I, like I said, I'm all for home birth. So I loved the little snippets I've got of your story, but I really enjoyed hearing all that. Cause I wondered how you used the space and I, and you used water and that kind of thing with the space you had. So, so beautiful. So what have been some of the best parts of traveling with your family and maybe some of the most challenging parts? So the best parts, I mean, I think hands down are the places we're getting to go and see and the things we're getting to do. I just want my kids to be able to experience different things and places like kayaking in the Rio Grande and I don't know, rock climbing in Montana, all these different things and being with them and getting to see them experience them and doing it together. That's been the best. The hardest is I think just the things that living tiny with so many people brings and not always having a consistent schedule. It can get like laundry can get super overwhelming. We do use the laundromat because we can just get it done fast, but it's just, it feels like a constant thing where there's clothes always having to be in there. It's in your face. You know, you can't hide it anywhere. Like you can in a rate, like a bigger house, you can't put it off to the side. It's just always there. So those things are hard when you're so confined and there's nowhere to hide those things. And just, it can be nerve wracking sometimes being on the road in the different scenarios that can happen, like where you might break down. You know, we had Jude, our six-year-old had to go to the emergency room and I was so thankful we weren't in the middle of nowhere with no service. We were actually close to a really great children's hospital. So those things can be, those are probably just the hardest things. Okay. And, but it sounds like you guys have still seen family. You said your sister and came to visit. Yeah. Yeah. I so say that's, that is another thing. I think at first it was really lonely because we missed our family and our friends, but it hasn't been so lonely because there's such an incredible traveling community, like RVs, buses, vans. There, You meet people all the time. So we have met so many friends and haven't felt lonely at all because of that. But we do miss our family. And yeah, my sister and her daughter about a month ago flew and we picked, flew into like Utah and we picked them up and drove them to Wyoming and spent some time with them there. And yeah, because we have a, even though there's already seven of us, we have our couches turned into a bed. So they were able to sleep on that. Okay. So cool that you guys have made all this work. What do you guys do for mail? Where does your mail go? (laughs) So we, my mom, we just have our mail sent to our mom's house, actually, or my mom's house in Missouri. And then she like, we don't really get that much. You know, most things that a lot of things we need to do are done online. And every now and then if she sees something that looks important, she'll take a picture and I'll tell her if I need her to send it to me or if I need her to take a picture of it or something. It's really hasn't been an issue at all as far as that kind of mail and then any packages that's really that we've only had a couple of problems with that but I usually 
if I need something sent to us, I'll just find the closest post office and mostly all of them do general delivery. So I just have it sent in my name to, and then put general delivery on it. And we just stay there as long as we need to, to get the package. And that's always been fine. I think when we were closer, when we were in Nevada, closer to Vegas, there's a lot more options. Like there's a lot of Amazon. What are those boxes called? I forget what they're called. Those Amazon, oh, lockers. Those Amazon lockers you can use. So yeah, we just have our regular mail sent to my mom and she sends us anything we might need to when we just use general delivery when she does that um, or if we need a package sent right to us oh perfect okay and then in terms of planning do you get your kids involved in the planning and if so how do you balance all five of their opinions (laughs) oh gosh yeah every now mostly our older ones or mostly our oldest one the boys really don't care that much they just like they're always up for whatever but at least we'll sometimes and we'll usually just it's kind of fun we have some mommy daughter time where we can just like sit and look up things on my phone and find what we want to do and trying to think I guess I'm it's like I've never I we haven't really had any issues mostly we always just like agree on what we want to (laughs) do so like I'll usually have research and I'll be like do you guys want to do this do you want to do that or we all know what we're that we're really chasing the parks mostly so we have I have like a picture on my phone of where all the national parks are and they have fun looking at it and knowing where we're going to go next and learning about it that's such a fun way to get them involved that's perfect yeah what's something you wish other families would could know I guess or take away from what you've made happen and gone to experience as a family Hmm. I would say we definitely did not have everything perfectly planned out and we didn't have like, you know, we didn't have like a, you know, huge house to sell and live off the money or we didn't have this giant savings that we could just spend a year. We didn't have, I don't know. We just didn't have, I don't feel like we had the perfect scenario. Of course, you know, then I got pregnant. That also was a huge curveball. So if you have this dream or idea, I think it's important to just do the first thing you can think of to do or the next thing, whatever that is, anything, like whatever your first step is, whether it's just looking up, you know, for us, it was just starting to look at school buses for sale, just how much are they? And then figure out like how we're going to pay for that. Just anything you can do. We absolutely did not have all our ducks in a row. And I'm not like suggesting anyone just be irresponsible, not take care of their family. Of course, do that. But don't let all your fears and doubts and I'm not ready and I don't have this and I don't have that. I can't do it. Or I mean, we know people that knew nothing about, had never built a thing in their life and they just got on YouTube and learned a little bit of time how to build out a bus or whatever they wanted to do. I wish people, I want everyone to know, like we did not have the perfect plan and we did not have just money to like blow through to buy all this stuff. And it was, and even to find work on the road, we didn't have remote work. And it wasn't until about 10 months, you know, we didn't want to sit in Missouri in our bus. We wanted to travel full time, but we didn't know how we were going to do that. So we kind of made trips and it wasn't until 10 months after moving in that we were able to go full time when we figured out how to make money on the road. And so it's just, we knew that we just had to start. We knew we had to put it out there. We had to talk about it. We had to get the ball moving somehow. And it might not have worked out this way, but like, at least we tried and it did. We wouldn't have known if we didn't try. So that's always something I want people to to know. Like we really like worked so hard for this and we did not have the perfect scenario 
really to just to and but we made it happen because we just took that step whatever next step we needed to take that's a perfect message go for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to share today I don't know. I think we covered a lot. I'm just, I love that. Like we get to, and I think most people that listen to this com- in this community will get this, but I'm so happy that we get to do this with our kids now. seems that we're in this, we're doing this thing where like our kids are gone, like for like all day they're gone at, whether they're gone at school or they're gone at sports, they're just, they're away from us so much. And then like, once they get older, I feel like we wish we just had more time with them, but then I know they're out of our house and I'm just so thankful. Like this, that that was a big reason for this. As much as you can do whatever you can do to be with your kids and find ways to spend time with your kids. Cause like their childhood is such a tiny, tiny sliver of their life. Just as much as we can be with them and spend time with them, the more, the better, I think. Yes. You're making the memories now. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for all of this today. Where can people find you to follow along? Uh, so we are mostly on Instagram at the Roberts were here and we're on most Facebook and TikTok too, but our, we're, our biggest flat platform would be Instagram. Okay, perfect. So let's end with our final questions. I'm very curious about this one. In the last few months, what was your best purchase under a hundred dollars? We have been loving Kids Ride Shotgun. I know you might be familiar with them. We eventually, for Nora, want to get the handlebars in the seat that goes in front of the parent. Um, but we got the, recently their tow rope, and we use it a lot, especially for Jude, our six-year-old. And it connects because it depends where we're at and what activities we're doing. But we've been doing a lot of biking recently, and especially if you have a bigger family or or big age ranges and kids and you want to go on some bigger bike rides, or even if you're just, even if you only have one or two kids and your parent who loves to bike and wants to keep doing it, it's super hard for the little ones to keep up and go up these hills. I was pretty skeptical at first, but it hooks on to like my bike on a lot of routes that he probably would be, have too much uphill for him. And he would have been, you know, struggling and maybe like having a meltdown because he can't keep up and it just wouldn't be pleasant for anyone so we've gone on some bike rides where we're all able to go and he has the best time because I'm basically like pulling him but it doesn't feel like this extreme effort I don't know it's just I was skeptical but it's the coolest thing so it's called it's like a tow rope the kids like I don't know what if it has another name besides tow rope it's like the biking tow rope from kids ride shotgun and it's like $60 and it just makes it awesome for little ones to keep up and be able to do some harder bike rides with the rest of the family. Wow. Okay. That's an amazing one. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Can you share a book show or podcast recommendation right now? Because we are really chasing and focusing on the national parks. We have been listening to, um, it's called American history. Now I forgot the name. It's like, Oh, I got to look it up real quick. Oh, I don't have my phone. It's like American history storytellers. Yeah, American history storytellers. And season six especially is all about national parks. And it gives a lot of history behind the parks, how they started in a fascinating way. And also with good intentions, there's also some ugly history behind it that it's good to learn about and the people who were key players in creating the national parks. So it's been really good to listen to. 
Okay. Okay. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes too. If there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore next? This is kind of a funny question because you're doing all of it, but is there anywhere maybe outside of the States that's on your list? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I have this video when we we bought the bus and we tore all the seats out and I was just doing this fun little interview with the kids. And I said, should we live on a boat next? (laughs) And it's all fine to convert a boat kind of like in the same way we did the bus and just travel in okay. the, through the out the ocean rivers whatever I was gonna say please do that <laughs> yeah yeah so I was like that I would either do if we could just leave tomorrow or whatever we were done with this and money and time was an issue I would either convert a boat and travel the world that way or probably either that or like Airbnb hop around the world to like the most craziest unique locations you know we love watching Kara and Nate on YouTube and I'm like I want to do what they do they just go everywhere and do the coolest random things so oh my goodness so cool well I can't wait to keep following along and see if you go from bus to boat (laughs) (laughs) I have like two of my family members are kind of opposed to it but I think I've convinced most everyone else (laughs) yeah (laughs) well thank you so much for today Anna and making it work even with the connection (laughs) yeah I'm sorry about that oh no no worries at all Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.